Simon, have you just keep your guitar around this morning? Is that all right? <laughs> in case I need it, I'm just flowing with whatever God's got up for us for this morning. I had a dream last night and I had a dream um, that uh, I was at the stables with Isaac and that um, his horse Leah was all, uh, was really, really jumpy and um, yeah, just not herself at all because she's pretty chill usually and that but when I looked at her that she had all these ropes like she had her whole to arm but then she had all these ropes all around her she had more than one rope all around her and um I was like why has she got all these ropes and so I was taking these ropes off her and um then I woke up and I, I was kind of praying about it and I know that certain things in dreams mean certain things like a horse is about your strength it's about um has your strength and your um, activity and what you're able to do. That's, that's what usually a horse in a dream means, one of the things. And that ropes are to do with, um, well, loosing a rope is to do with freedom and about being be able to move in the spirit and about all those things. So I, but I looked up in my, in my book that I have about dreams, um, the Divinity Code, and I looked up what Leah meant. And Leah actually means weary and tired. Um, and our names mean different things. And so I was really praying about it and it was that I felt like the Lord was saying that many people are weary and tired and they feel like their strength and their energy and their ability to be able to do what God wants them to do is being bound up by the words that have been spoken to them, the words of um, like you can't do that or just like religious thought even, you know, that you can't do that, you can't do this and that been bound up by what we're surrounded by so we can't run the race that we God wants us to run and that it's our job to get free first and to really recognize if we're weary and tired and what are the things that have bound us up you know Hebrews talks about to um, cut off and break free of the things that so easily bind us up and the chains that so easily drag us down and let us run the race with endurance so that we might take hold of everything that Jesus took hold of us for and it's so easy for us to get bound up so for us firstly to set us to set get God to show us where are we bound up with things where have we allowed the ropes of stuff to come in whether that's words where it's too much activity whether it's just a world around us that has bound us up do you get that because too often we can be weary and tired and sometimes we don't notice how tired we are in our spirit our emotions or even in a physical body until we stop you ever been on holiday and you just it takes you how long does it take you to unwind a week. It's actually generally a week. If we're just a normal in the activity of life, it takes about a week. Sometimes four or five days just to download, just to breathe. Yes? And, uh, and it's like, because we're so used to this, you know, that like the, chip, the um, guinea pig on the wheel? We're so used to that in our world and the way we do things. And even though we have all this technology, have we more time? How many times do you say, I just haven't got time or I feel so rushed? It's because we have more time, so what have we done with our more time? We've packed more time into it. We've tucked more activity into it. We've packed more things into our time that we should have bucket loads of. We have washing machines. We have dishwashers. We have microwaves. We have, you know, phones. We have cars. We have buses. We have trains. And yet, what do we do? 
we rush around. Perhaps it would be better to be back in the olden days where we're plodding along on a horse. You know, you have to go slow. I like how the French are. They walk a lot of places and they eat slowly. Did you know that? That's part of their culture is to walk and to eat slowly and to savour your food. I mean, I was noticing last night how fast we eat. I don't know if it's because we always have gotten the habit of we had somewhere to go or a meeting to do or kids to feed and it's like just gobble down your food because you've got to do the next thing. But I think oh, I had my sister and my brother all over. We must eat twice as fast as them. But it's just you get in the habit of what? Going fast. And I was noticing something came up on my feed yesterday from Cageless Birds, which is the 18-inch um, journey guys, which they have a retreat centre where they encourage young people to come and they spend six weeks to three months there just learning how to move in the Holy Spirit, how to engage with the gift they've given. They're often creative people and to remember who they are in God because you can easily forget and sometimes you can never find out because you're always like this. And uh, there's a picture of this young man sitting in a museum in front of a painting. And it says, their mission and purpose is to teach a generation to still their inner world, to posture their heart to listen and allow themselves to be affected. This is why we take our school to the art museum every year. We waste an entire day on beauty and inspiration, inviting the Holy Spirit to move our hearts and asking the work to speak to us. For a generation waking up, it's a vital part of becoming whole. When was the last time that you just slowed down and wasted, because that's actually what we think, isn't it? If we don't do anything, how many of us say we've wasted the day? Some of us uh, find it easier to chill than others. <laughs> But many people, how mum's laughing, how we waste a day. <laughs> waste an entire day just being still. Stilling your inner world, posturing your heart to listen and allowing yourself to be affected by the beauty and inspiration around you. And I really feel like that's what God's got us doing because he's pretty much taken everything else out. It's like we can have our world and even our ministry and even of what we want to do for God and our purpose, we can have it so full that we crowd Jesus out. And it's like I've shared before that when the Lord kind of led us on this journey the last few years of just letting go of the way of we've been taught to do everything, it was like taking everything in, our, in a room and taking it out and putting it on the backyard and then only bringing in what Jesus said. And the main thing is actually he just wants him in the room with us. Look at him and let he, him be the beauty and inspiration and let ourselves be affected by him. And there's something that was said to me this week that really grieved my spirit. Is where church has got so used to the song and dance and activity that we need activity to worship him. We're so afraid of being still and just letting him be the only one in the room and letting our hearts and minds and beings be affected by him and nobody else. That we're so used to entertainment because it's so easy 
on your phone, on the TV, everywhere you look, there's so many options to be entertained that now when it comes to God, we want to be entertained by him. That people go to church for activity. Oh, they've got this, they've got this class on, they've got this group, they've got this, and it's all about what can be done for me rather than it's all about him. It's all about him. And you know, I just really feel like God wants us to be still. And just, it may like, seem like it's wasteful to everybody else what you do with your time, but it's actually, if he's in the center of it, then you, how can you waste it? He's given it to us and it's like, because when you are affected by him, then you're affected by the things that affect his heart. Rather than just activity and action and motion for the sake of doing, it's actually what is it that affects his heart. And then when you do anything, it's out of that place. That's what Jesus did when he walked and he, and he ministered. First of all, he went and spent time with the Father. He engaged with what heaven was doing and was like, what is affecting the Father's heart? What is the Father doing? I only do what my Father is doing. But how often do we just get like this? And even when it comes to our purpose, it's like if we don't stop and be still and shut down all the noise, take everything out of the room and then only leave him and you, how can you ever find what God wants you to do or be? You actually have to empty everything out so that then he can fill you with what he wants to fill your life with. And I feel like as a generation, and I mean, we've done it to ourselves where we've just keep on adding. We just keep on adding. Oh, we can do this or we can do that because we have more time. But yet then when we keep on adding, we have less time. And it's like the urgent takes over the important. And I mean, I know Philip's talked about that over and over and over. You know, have your perfect week. What is it that God wants you to do and be? And, and it's like, do that because otherwise all the urgent noise of you should be doing this. How many times have you felt yourself saying, I should do this? Anybody or is it just me? Should? I should do this. Why? Why should you do that? A lot of what we think we should do is actually just somebody else's expectation. Even in church, what we should do. Why should we do that? Why? And ask the why. Well, because it keeps everybody occupied. Because it keeps everybody busy so they don't go and do something else. We've got to ask the hard questions of ourselves. And as a generation of believers, we've got to ask ourselves, where are we letting our faith go? Where are we letting what church is go? Because if we're just doing things because you should or because if we don't, we're not going to be able to keep people you know, still enough then we lose the essence of who he is. It's even like when we read the word. Aren't we reading the word to find out who he is more? So that then we find out who we are in him. But we get it back to the front. Oh no, I need to read the word because then I'll know what to do. Rather than we read the word to find out who he is. Because when you find out who he is, you will find out who you are. See how it's been flipped? 
read the word to find out who he is. Because if you find out who he is, we are made in his image. We'll find out who we are straight away. We don't even have to work for it. It'll just be. We'll figure it out because we find out who he is. There's a week of sermons just in that. But. So I just, I really, I don't have a lot more to say. I just want us to, you know, even today when we practice, just go to that place in your imagination where you just, it's the safest place to you. It's a place where you just feel relaxed. If you can do that just sitting here, that's going to be a place where you can go to in God because a lot of people, we find it hard to be still. We find it hard to quiet our minds. We might be able to do it for 30 seconds. All right, let's just focus on Jesus. And then, oh, a thought comes in. How many get that? You find it hard, you just get distracted. And it's like, but if we practice, it's by reason of practice that we learn the disciplines of our faith. And if we never take the time to be still and know that he is God, to acknowledge him, to empty everything else out of the room and just have him. You know, my brother-in-law was sharing with Philip yesterday and, uh, about a church and... Okay to share? Yeah, I won't. I don't know the church, so... Um, <laughs> and that um, they had their vision week coming up, you know, like a vision statement and this is what we're going to do for the year and we're going to be this and do that and reach out and, and do all those things. And everybody knows, if you've been around, that that's even at organisations, everybody, you have to have a vision, Yes. Make, the, make it clear that everybody should run with it. And we all know that. If you've been alive for the last 20 years, you'll know that it's everywhere in every organisation. But he was, had it all ready to go, had his worship team ready, had all his team ready, all his elders, all his leaders. Everybody was ready. This big release of the new vision for the year or the next five years. And uh, anyway, he's praying the night before. And the Lord said, I don't want you to do anything. I actually want you to scrap your vision and I just want you to worship me. That I be the centre of everything and nothing else. Is that right? And so he rang his elders and he said, I I want you to pray about something because this is what I feel like the Lord's saying. That he just wants everything else scrapped, take everything off the stage. We do not have any big release. We're just, he wants, God just wants us to focus on him and worship him and nothing else. That is our vision. So they came back and said, you know what, I think that's right. So he rings his worship team. He says, I want you to have an hour's worship ready to go because they have their 20 minutes set. And I want you to just have nobody else on the stage except one person playing a guitar. No lights, no cameras, no action, just one person with a guitar standing on the stage with a spotlight on them. And we're going to worship for an hour. Now this is a big church. So they did that and said, we're going to do that and 70% of the church left. Mm-hmm. 70% because we've got so used of activity and the bells and the whistles and we've forgotten him. And we can go, oh, we're not like that. But, yeah, we are. How often in our day do we forget to stop and turn into him and worship him without, oh, I've got to have this, or I've got to listen to a sermon first, or I've got to do that. And all those things are good. 
But if that's the only way we can come to him, we need to look at our hearts and look at how we've started to think and be still and know that he is God because there's a generation of people out there that have no idea how to reach him because they're looking at all their activity and they're going, you're no better than me. You know, I was talking to to someone and they were saying, and it was a hard, I actually wasn't talking to them, I heard them, I heard they'd said this and I was like, oh, that really, and they said, you know, this person I know, they're not even a Christian and they're less stressed than you, all the Christians I know. Now, it wasn't really, you know, fair to compare the lives because the lives were not on equal par because we're not. But how often are we no different to the world because we've just taken on what the world says? Busy, busy, busy. What is that? Hurry, scary, flurry. If the devil can't get you sinning, he gets you. Yeah, that's the demons. Hurry, hurry, scurry and flurry. And it's so easy. And I mean, I know because I can do it. And the Lord's got me painting. And I'm like, what do you want me to do for you? You know, what do you want me to do today, Lord? I want you to go and paint. Right. So I have paintings everywhere. It's filling. They're taking over. Before you all get here, I have to empty out the room. They're all filling up everywhere. But it's like, because when I paint, I slow down. And there's something. God's doing something. I know that. And he's just like, been sneaky but it's like am I wasting my day some would say yes well have you you know what are you doing for Jesus yeah and it's but it's when we take everything out of the room and just focus on him when we read the word that we're just focused lord i want to know you and the wonders of your person i want to know you and the and the power of your resurrection more like paul prayed i want to know you if we go to the word and look there rather than oh what can i get what can i you know i, I need to know what to do and yes the word teaches us it's our guide book but if if, if our primary focus is Lord I want to know you I want to find you in this book in this word then we're going to discover something that the world is looking for and then we'll be able to share it not the other way around where we're like oh I've got to find a a solution to the problem he is the solution to everything he is the solution to every problem every issue every sickness every lack everything he is the solution but I think we've forgotten that we're so used to the song and the dance and the music and the smoke machines and the activity and, you know. And if you go to church, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it rip for a minute. If you are going to a community solely because they've got more activities, they've got more men, they've got more, more that ability to find a spouse, I'm sorry, but I'm going to call it as it is. As if you're going to that place, and I'm not having a go, I'm just saying, look at what we've enabled it to happen. If, if a man can call his church and say, let's just worship from him, the Lord for an hour, and 70% of your church leaves, there is a problem with us. If we, want, if we cannot turn off the TV, shut down our phones, take away our technology and just stop and focus upon him, even for an hour, if we cannot do that in ourselves, we've got to take a look at ourselves and go, who is Lord here? If we cannot empty out everything that we've ever known or done as a church, as believers, as Christians, and say, Jesus, you be in the room. You be the centre of the room. We will take everything and we'll have blank. We'll have nothing else but you. That's what I, that's what I feel like he's saying. Take everything else out. 
take everything out and just have me in the room and worship me because I am worthy. Because otherwise we make a mockery of the cross. We make a mockery of all that he's done and he's gave, given up all for us and yet we need activity. When he, when he, you know, like, he silenced everyone. He would walk into the room and everybody would just look to him. And his presence is here. His presence is within us. He's so close. He's closer than the air we breathe. And yet we look away from him all the time. We look away and we forget. And it's like the prayer of quiet that I've, that the Lord has shown me is just to keep on turning back in. Just keep on turning. When you forget him for a moment, say, Lord, I'm sorry, and turn back in. And it's by reason of practice that we learn to keep him front and centre. We learn to keep him front and centre. That we don't have to have the big music team. We don't have to have the big stuff happening. You know, and I love all those things, but if that is what our Christian faith has become, we're in a sorry state. When was the last time that you just got by yourself with Jesus? Just because. Just because he is worthy of our praise. Without any sermons talking, or, oh, I've, I've got this great thought, or no, just him and you. Because I feel that's what God's on God's heart. And he loves us so much. But he is also a jealous God. He is a jealous God that wants our, he wants us to know him. And that's what Paul said, that I would know you, that I would acknowledge and recognize you and the wonders of your person more fully, that I would know the power in the resurrection. I would know the power in your, and you dying for me and being resurrected. And I would know that, that I have died to myself and been resurrected in you. That it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. There's sometimes where we need to put ourselves back up on that cross and just crucify our flesh, our desires, our wants and say, Lord, it's not me that lives anymore, it's you that lives in me, that I just want you. And I don't have to have activity for activity's sake or noise for noise sake or words or words and more words. How many more words do we have to hear to turn our hearts towards him? So this morning I just want us to quiet our hearts right now. And even if you have to come and just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry for what I've allowed our relationship to become. Where I've had to have activity and noise and more words to get me focused on you. just to be honest about where you are if that's where you've been just to say Lord show me you more so that it's not like that anymore that I don't need all those things I just 
I'm happy with you. Because you actually, we need to learn how to detox from the way we've been doing things. We need to learn to detox from the world's way. Learn to shut the noise out. <laughs> On cue. <laughs> so Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come now and fill this room, regardless of the noise, regardless of the distractions, that you would fill this room, Holy Spirit, with your presence that you would fill us afresh with your presence, Lord, that you would come with your power, that you would come with your cleansing fire, Lord, that you would just burn away all the dross, all the stuff that, is, that w- will not remain. Lord, that you would leave the pure, the gold, Lord, that you'd burn away all the things that are of no consequence in our life, Lord, and just leave the gold. Leave the things that are of worth. Because you've filled us with an amazing, beautiful world. But it's only a reflection of who you are and the beauty in you. And you want us to be able to look at those things and not just go, oh, that's nice, but actually find you in those things. So Lord, I pray that everything we look at, everything we experience, everything we eat, we smell, we touch, would turn our hearts towards you, would be an inspiration of you. Everything we do, are able to do. Would turn our hearts towards you, Lord. We're sorry, Lord, where we haven't done that. Fill us refresh, Holy Spirit. Simon, would you be able to play? We'll just have our one man on the guitar. <laughs> and let's just worship him from that, from that heart space. Are we able to do that? Just because he is worthy? Christy, will you be able to sing for me? (laughs) Yeah, you can sing. You haven't got a song? (laughs) Alrighty. We'll just sing your own. Just push the door shut. invite him into the room 
into your room, into your space. And worship him. Give him praise because he is worthy. He loves us so much, but he also loves us too much to leave us in the state we can get ourselves in. I just really believe he wants to draw us so much closer than what we've experienced him in the past. He wants us to know him and the fullness of his power and the resurrection power that is within him, that he wants us to have flowing through our life every day of the week, that our senses, that our mind, that our words in our heart and our thoughts are filled with him. And all that takes is just to look to him and put, just invite him into our world. We don't need anything else. And it might take a process to get to that point where we don't need anything else. But I encourage you to take that step this morning. It's just reaching out your hand and saying, Jesus, I invite you into every space. you feel your thoughts straying this prayer of quiet is just center right in because Jesus is within us spirit lives within us he's within us we're in him he's in us and just say Jesus very softly under your breath if you feel like your thoughts are just tangled mess just center like just go right in and say Jesus Jesus just let the light of his goodness, it's like a light inside of us and just let it permeate out and touch the rest of you.
Lord, we want to honour you and thank you for your grace upon us, Lord, for all the beauty and all the wonder around us, Lord, that you've filled this world with, all the good things, Lord. But Lord, I pray that as we look at them, that it wouldn't draw us away from you, that it would, as we engage in all those things, that they would draw us closer to you, that we would remember that you are the one that has blessed us with all those things. That we wouldn't be like, in your word they talked about, everybody built their big houses and their, had all their lands and, and yet they forgot you. So in the blessing of all the amazing gifts that we have, Lord, that we would not be like that and forget you, but that we would, those things would be an instrument to remind us of how good you are. But even if we had none of those things, none of that activity, none of that stuff around us, Lord, that we would still have you as number one. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to practice just coming to you without all the song and dance, without all the noise and activity, even when they're good things, Lord, that we would be able to come and to sit at your feet and be like Mary and say, I just want to hear what you have to say. I just want to be in your presence. I just want you to look at me and me to be able to look at you. And I'll sit here at your feet and worship you for all that you are, for all that you've done.
And Father, if our hearts break, that they would break with the things that break your heart. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray, Holy Spirit, as we go through this week, that we would be able to hold that space. You help us to hold that space open for you, Lord. That we would reserve the special center space in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, in our thoughts for you, Lord. And everything else. can't take that place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just as we go through the day, I just really encourage you just to be mindful of him. Even as we eat pie, you know, he loves pie. <laughs> he gives us good things. So, um, if it helps, set a place at the table. Put an extra cup out. Put a pair of slippers at the door. I was talking to someone and they're saying that... Um, Jesus is their housemate and um, they're having pumpkin pie and they've cut an extra piece and they're like, finish their pie and they're kind of talking away, Jesus, can I have your pie? And the Lord's saying, yeah, you can have my pie too. <laughs> it's like, but if we do those things in the physical way, it's like, because that's actually what's happening in the spirit all around us. He's here with us. So as you have your pie this morning, you know, just, Jesus, you have pie with me. Have coffee with me. Walk with me on the beach. Come to that special place that we go. By reason of practice, we'll learn to keep him front and centre. Amen? Amen.